Hey guys, welcome back to Book Talk Made Me, the podcast where we talk about everyone's favorite books from the TikTok universe. I'm joined by my fabulous friends, the first lady of fact-checking, Hilda. Hey guys. And the queen of a recap, Bridget. Hello. So today's episode, we are recapping book three from the Blood Nash series. If you missed it, go back to part 2A of this podcast to hear the first recaps. Um, But in today's episode, we're going to recap book three, get into the prequel a little bit, um, and then we're going to get into some predictions for what we think is going to happen from the next book, which is very exciting. comes out very shortly. I think we're all pretty jazzed. And then we're going to have a great discussion on a fan favorite topic, the joining. Or I guess what everyone else has known it as, like the most anticipated threesome in the history of book talk. I don't know. We'll see what happens. So to kick us off today, we've got Bridget, who's going to catch us back up to speed. (laughs) What happened in book three? (laughs) All right. So when we left off with book two, we found out that Castile and Poppy were getting married. Well, they did get married and they were blessed. The union was blessed by the gods. So now they are on their way to Atlantia to meet her parents or his parents, not her parents. Very big parade back in. It felt like very like Thanksgiving Day parade. Everyone's waving to everyone. Everyone's super excited. Because this is the first time he's returned home in years. So people noticed that he was the one traveling and they all gathered to greet them. Oh, wait, Um, wait. They did have that moment when they were crossing the Skodos Mountains. And that whole weird scene. Oh, which yes. was pretty significant. She almost like fell off the cliff, or wait, no. I'm yeah, Poppy this. almost yes. fell off the. She like sleepwalked. She almost fell off the cliff. But then one of the goddesses, I think it was Aos, 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 who's Ios? supposed to be sleeping, sleeping, like woke her up, and then like the mountain the shook. Of like what sleeping actually means, because I feel like people that are sleeping are just popping up out of nowhere. I assume it's long-term hibernation, like a beer, but I guess her activity around like doing whatever she's been doing has been waking them up. So they like apparently slumber and then they have dreams and it's like active dreams and they're like, they can kind of see things in their dreams. Oh, that's how okay. they knew they were getting married and blessed to union. All right. That makes sense. Because if you're I was, sleeping. I, that's what I kind of gathered from what I was reading. But the reason why that's important is because the mist then when they traveled through it, they always mentioned that the mist is dangerous, but the mist was actually kind of making way for Poppy. And when they were sleeping in the middle of their trip, like they stayed the night in the mountains, she woke up from a weird dream and it was kind of sleepwalking and almost, you know, yeah. just walked straight off another, the mountain. Another and godly the, intervention saved her. The mist this. is supposed to be like ether, which is whatever the essence of the god's power. Which Poppy also carries. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so now they get to Atlantia. They get Basically to Atlantia. Parade back into Atlantia. Yes. Everyone's like, oh my God, she's they're here. Ooh. You know, the good old Throw things. I don't beat. know. I've never no they're one's ever flapping. done this for me, so I couldn't really tell you. <laughs> um I guess at some point Castile gets down and one of the people that she's been traveling with, um, a little boy, does anybody remember his name? He's a woven. Is Quentin is? It's not I think it's Quentin. Quentin. I think Quentin is his friend. But Alistair's think- nephew. Yeah. Like, hey, why don't I take you to this temple over here? Because she wants to explore a little bit. She's absolutely mesmerized by what the scene that she's taking in. 
they go to the temple and she realizes she's been set up and people just start attacking her. You know what? I actually think this is the end of the second book. Uh, it is the end of the second I, book. Like just blank out. I'm pretty sure that's how the second book ended. Because I remember in my head, that. I ended at the marriage because I immediately stopped. I took a break and then I was like, okay. When I was reading this scene, I was like, I cannot wait for the next book. So I immediately downloaded it and hopped on. So to me, it's the beginning of the third book. Well, my bad, I remember friends. reading the second book and being like, this is how it ends? Like, what? And I had to wait. Like, it's nice to live oh, in the world where all the yeah. books are out. But I had to wait. Yeah, I did not. Thanks yeah, to Hilda. She was like, I all did. are out. Read them now. No, I remember at like one o'clock, one o'clock in the morning, finishing and being super annoyed. <laughs> it just ended at like a very, like uh, a big monumentous, like I don't know what happened. It's the biggest cliffhanger of cliffhangers because you're like, wait. Uh, no. I wouldn't say it's the biggest cliffhanger it's of cliffhangers. It's not a cliffhanger, but it was well, just like a, you I don't know what I Zodiac just read. Zodiac Academy into account here. We've talked about this. <sighs> Zodiac Academy stands in its own little world where it cannot be compared to anything else. The pain of other books, the cliffhangers <sighs> of other books do not compare to that. But it did leave off in a, I don't know what I just read and I don't have closure on what I just read. Right. Did, was she, did she use her powers at that time or was she just under attack? She did. No, she, she did. did use her powers. She killed the initial people that came to attack Were her. they stoning her? Yeah, they were stoning yeah. her. Also, and then stoning. She, she starts manifesting her power and then they start freaking out and realize they made a mistake, but it was too late. Like she couldn't bring back her power so she ended up killing them and didn't and some then, of her blood drop on the ground and the blood tree literally erupted in the temple temple yep. because they were stoning her which i just feel yeah. like this is a little archaic here and so oh wait yes and so then castile and kieran get um they were attacked they get poisoned they were trying to like protect her and they get poisoned well, by those I, arrows and they turn into stone so poppy freaks out but right. isn't so that now we're book caught up was no. that the end of how book two ended yeah or was it book- i thought it, it ended when she was being stoned no book two ends with her getting captured by alistair and like his group of crazies wait um, what yeah because she gets knocked out right and then book she three does but i thought that was book three Book three starts with her, like, in the dungeons. Book three starts with the immediate aftermath of what she just did. Yeah. So the temple, she's looking around. She's like, I don't know what just happened. Why are people suddenly starting to bow to me? And then book three immediately picks up with what just happened and why it's so significant. And then shortly after that, she's captured by Alistair. Getting blank stares. I mean, does it matter? It doesn't and matter. It happens. It happens. I was just looking at the end of book two, and she isn't captured yet. Castile comes, and I guess he kneels. Oh, oh no! It's with with Queen Aloana. She comes in, and she's like, "Bow before your queen." Yes. yes. So everybody, it is the beginning of book three where all the shit goes down, and everybody gets captured. There we go. So book three. It's really confusing because it's like literally in the middle of this entire scene that's happening. She's like, oop, end book. We're going to pause and make you guys all wait for the third I, I one, know, which, which is not fair. to talk about. No, you got to – you can't stop in the middle of a battle and be like, hold up, wait six more months. Then we're going to pick back up this battle. Right. So then book three starts off with 
them in that situation and the unseen are coming in and they they start attacking her with those arrows and Castile gets hit. Kieran gets hit. She freaks out because she's like, my heart mate, my husband, what I'm done. Like if he's dead, like that's it. Because she couldn't also, when she's projecting to feel their feelings, she couldn't feel anything. So she literally manifests all her powers. And I think people are just dying left and right, right? No, I think that it's about to get ugly. And so she gets undip, they hit her. Like she doesn't, after, after she gets stoned and she kills all those people, I don't think she mass murders anybody again for a while. There was one mass murdering. I really the thought there was a- She gets smacked over the head and she ends up in the dungeon with like the God wrappings that. It's bones. God bones? Like yeah, God the, bones. the God bones. Yeah. Yeah. I know there's a name to it, but we'll call them the guard bones for right the guard now. Guard bones. So that whole scene, I'm glad that that it it furthered the plot point. But I was like, oof, I'm very uncomfortable in this underground chamber that no one's going to find you, and you're surrounded by bones. I'd really love you to make your great escape somehow. Now, Poppy, please, Castile, come in. Like I just, and then you're with Alistair, and she's just revealing so much, right? And that's where he revealed that. He was there the night she was attacked, right? I think so. No, we're just jumping all over the plot. And then he, well, he ends up (laughs) revealing that there is a prophecy that, right? He thinks that she fulfills, and the prophecy is supposed to be about Atlantia being destroyed. So that's why he's like anti Poppy. And it turns out that it's not just him; it's an entire group of people. But she doesn't really know who's in it then at some point commander jensen jansen jansen shows up and then she feels like extra betrayed because he was actually the commander of the guard when she was still in solis 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 carcedonia he was hawk's (laughs) boss yes and so he was apparently undercover working with Hawk to capture her. Yeah. So she, I don't know if she found out that he was part of that from before, but now she definitely knows. And then she realizes that, oh, he's not working with Castile. He's yeah. literally working with Alistair to capture her and return her to the queen so they can deal with her so she can't fulfill the prophecy that they think is going to happen. Well, yeah, they just want her dead. Right. So in the middle of transporting her to the queen, Castile finds her. Queen Eliana, not Eliana. Eliana. Eliana, yes. Yes. Queen of Solis. Or Solis. Solis. (laughs) Tomato, tomato. There will be a, am I saying this right? of the series because god knows it's it's we're it's we're tossing up a coin every time we say it hey jen if you're listening please let us know yeah, does she not have some you know sometimes the books at the end they have like the are you saying this right pronunciation she could but i would i wouldn't know because i just immediately just hop into the next book without even going through the rest of the pages because i just i feel like only sjm does that and I, appreciate I don't think that you can tell it was so helpful with SJM, as I still call. There's that debate between recent Rezans and Ryzen. There's no debate. <laughs> it's Reese. Reese. No, like I've even seen it on like Pinterest and Etsy shirts. Yeah, but it's they're wrong. It's Kale Chow. <laughs> oh. 
killing Joe. <laughs> See, and I still call him Cole. I refuse to call this man Kale. I have no idea what we're talking about. That's from the Throne of Glass series. Where it is spelled C-A-O-L. How do you say that? I had a friend growing up. Her name was her last name was Chow, like C-H-A-O. So in my head, I was like, oh, it's Chow with the L at the end. Chow. <laughs> then you said it was Kale, and I was like, oh, chaos without the S and the L. This makes sense. <laughs> I promise English is my first language, but it doesn't seem like that sometimes. Oh gosh. I really oh, love your it's chaos. <laughs> your reasonings. Yeah. Oh man. Literally tears oh. are in my eye right now. Oh god. That was a good laugh. Okay. I did look up some stuff. It was Beckett. Beckett was Alice. The Wolven. Okay. That that they ended up killing so Jansen, who's a changeling, could take his place. That's and that's right. how they ended up tricking Poppy and like sequestering her so she could go to the temple. And the fact that that was like Alistair's nephew and he was okay and with was, that plan, it, it makes so him so messed up. It was fucked up. It was fucked up. We can say it's just fucked say up. It, say it how it is, Hilda. Fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> so, so she realizes Jensen is a changeling. Jansen. Jansen. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> Jansen Jensen. <laughs> Jensen's just kidding. No. <laughs> it's, it's one of your closer pronunciations. <laughs> You're almost there. <laughs> so close. Anyhow, Commander J. Asshole. Asshole. <laughs> that guy. They're transporting her over to Queen of Solace. Solace. What did you say? Solis. I could say Solis. Oh. Solis? I don't know why I get that. It's probably Solis. Solis. That's, that's the Hispanic in me. Probably. Me as well. Solis. Okay, Solis. We're going to go with Solis moving forward. Um, Castile shows up with his dad and her woven, and immediately a fight breaks out. Yep. Yeah. Oh, Shit goes down. So, when wait, so at some point, Poppy, all of was it the prima facie, prima noctum, something happens, and basically all of the Wolven's bonds to like their bonded Atlanteans end up breaking, and they all basically bond themselves, not bond themselves, but they're basically all super loyal now to Poppy. Correct. I think that happens. Didn't mention that. But when yeah. did that happen? At the temple. It started happening, I guess, little by little. The more time they spend with her, or I guess the closer that she got to Atlantia, the more that and her powers are like slightly changing and manifesting. It must have definitely been at the temple. Something happened yeah. at the temple that triggered it. And they all, she was in distress and they all heard her yes. cry for help. And I think that's what started, like finalized the bond because they all responded to her. Throughout the kingdom, all the wolves felt it. Bolvin at the yeah. temple, and so yeah. one of the things. Galen's and, right, man. Uh, hey, man, it's been a while, but I remember that. The only reason I know this is because I'm flipping through the book right now. Is she is starting to go through the culling? That's one of the things that Jansen tells her while she's in the dungeons. And isn't and, it? She's also of age, but I 
that yeah. they mentioned that it's triggering also because she's getting closer to her homeland. Probably. But the culling is when they start manifesting their powers. Right. It's basically when they become of age. It's like god puberty. I was yeah. going to say that. God puberty. Sounds terrible. So while Castile and Castile's dad, whose name I am forgetting. So we're going to say Castile's dad because God knows we probably won't pronounce it right. So Castile and his dad come to save Poppy. And as Bridget said, she goes down. Castile's on a murderous rampage and helps rescue Poppy. But not before our girl gets goes down. Yeah, she, she gets, does. She gets – I'm, I'm going to say – I don't want to say injured because it was a lot worse. She basically was losing her life and he made she, a decision to save her. So what does that mean? Well, we don't know specifically. But he basically ascended her. He thinks he's ascending her because he drains all her blood and then yes. gives her his. And everyone else thinks he has ascended her and are so, horrified by this. Because typically if an Atlantean with You're Atlantean blood, if they ascend a mortal, they turn into a vampire. And that person goes into a crazy bloodthirst frenzy and literally tries to kill everyone in sight to drink their blood. So everyone's panicking. Castile's dad's name is Valen. Valen. I feel like this is the first time I'm hearing that. Valen? They don't really it's, say his name that often in the book. I it's V A L Y N. Valen. Yeah, Valen. Valen. Okay. Yeah. Valen. Valen? What, what did you think it was, Bridget? I thought it was Valen. Okay. Oh, I thought she was going to say Valen. <laughs> Not this time. Valen. <laughs> you know, if I'm sipping some wine and feeling bougie enough, yes, Valen it is. <laughs> <laughs> So he, they take her to a cabin in the middle of the mount, in the forest. So when she wakes up, if she does go through this bloodthirsty craze, she doesn't hurt anyone she knows or hurt the people of Atlantia because now she's technically a hazard. She wakes up. Homegirl is thirsty. Whose blood does she end up drinking? So I think thirsty is an understatement. Like imagine, you know, you're hungover and you wake up with like the thirst of a thousand suns in your mouth and you're like, I need water so badly. My body is dry. You that said that I and I immediately like- pictured SpongeBob going and just like <laughs> dried up like crispy sponge yes. in Sandy's globe. <laughs> Essentially, that's the very picture I'm painting. I went on a hangover route with the UN and Ice PG. I think Kieran was in the cabin when she woke up and he tried to attack her, right? Oh, yeah. Or she she tried tried to attack. In her desperation for some water, she (laughs) attacked him. Not knowing really who he is, I think she just was like, you. Yeah, she's definitely like, yeah, no recognition at all at that point. Because she's literally in the middle of this transition that they think is happening. And then Castile comes in. So I'm assuming he takes she takes the blood from him, right? Yes, I think she did. They switched, I guess. She No, she doesn't. She offered Castile offers himself and then Kieran has to help her from taking too much of him, right? Yeah. And that's also how it happened the when he took blood from her the first time. Ooh, yeah, so Kieran has to Kieran has to babysit them a lot and he gets stuck basically next to them while mm-hmm. the two of them are having sex. And that's all Not Kieran's like- gonna end up doing. Uh-uh. 
Uh, no uh, anyway. Absolutely not. So he's in the cabinet as well. Then they go from drinking blood to spicy, spicy. Four pepper scenes. Like four. Like I rated a four pepper out of five. I feel like a right. lot of them, their stuff spicy just from like the just way them. they are with each other. They don't even have to go far. And I'm like, oh, yes, give me more. <laughs> so then they decide, okay, now we've realized Poppy is not a vampire. It's time to go meet mom and dad. So they travel back in Atlantia. They finally get into the city. I don't oh, remember wait. which. They stop at the temple outside the city first. They confirm to Cass's dad that she is not ascended. And they kill Alistair. Yes. Stabbing asshole that he is. That's true. They stop in the first city of Atlantia, which is where they were initially before she got captured. That happens. I believe she also meets um, Kieran's mom. Um, yeah. Because she's like, Eventually. They stay at Kieran's parents' house. Home residence, yes. They don't go stay with the king and queen. So she's taking a day to go see the Mm -hmm. city. She... I guess is in the home and someone's coming because they've heard of her power, her gifts from her healing people. And I guess a little girl had gotten into a car accident, uh, accident with a carriage and the dad came looking for her so she can save the baby girl. So Castile hears it. Poppy hears it immediately. They're out the door. They're on their horses on the way to the family's home. When they show up, the girl was basically passing on already and the healer that was there mending to her was pissed because he was like, I already told you there's nothing we can do for this girl. Like, I'm so sorry we wasted your time, Prince Castile. And Poppy's like, no, I'm going to try. I'm going to go ahead and try. Basically, Poppy brought her back to life, right? Right. But there was some debate over whether she should or should not, right? That they were like, she's passing. Don't deny her this passing, right? I don't think they actually ever said that. The yeah. uh, dad was like, please help her. The Poppy was like, I will. And then Cass was like, Poppy, she goes, I have to try. Like, I have to try at least something. I think that was the debate. It was like, should we even bother trying to heal her knowing that she was passing on? But they never thought she was going to bring her back to life. So good as new also. Like fresh, freshly crushed from a cart, popped back up, good to go. Yeah. Like the girl twitched, sat up. She even said something that was like a message from the gods. Do you guys remember a that message? part? No. Hold on. I'm there right <laughs> a now. A message was given. Right. The girl's like, I was dreaming. I saw her. She said whatever phrase. And Poppy looked at the little girl and was like, I've heard that before. Like, it sounded really familiar. So she assumed, like, it was a message from a god. Meanwhile, while Hilda's looking up the exact phrase, Poppy doesn't even know at that point that she brought this girl back to life. She has an inkling, but she can't even comprehend that she has that type of power to do that. She turns around. Everyone's kneeling. Cass calls her a goddess. She's like, what's going on? Everyone in the entire neighborhood basically got down on their knee as she was walking out, like with their hands to their heart, like claiming her as the queen. Right. I think Poppy realized probably was like it's just another day i'm gonna try to heal someone and then everyone realizes the magnitude of what that is it's not a casual healing bring someone back from the dead here poppy so i want to say bridget you have a really good memory because what the little girl says i totally forgot about this i have it 
highlighted too. There was a lady mama, the little girl snuggled closer to her mother. She had her words were muffled, but what she said next was clear. She said, I always had the power in me. And then you always had the power in you is a familiar phrase. Which we will revisit at once we get closer. Um, just so you guys know, it's not my memory. I was listening to the book on audio while I was moving like two weeks ago. So I was okay, like, oh. The queen of the recaps. Just take your power. You've always had this power within you. Yes, yes, I have. That's true. I'll listen to Niktos this time and Caitlin. The Niktos of our group, basically. <laughs> she was the one that recommended, let's do podcasts, and here we are. Here we are. Here we are. So, girl brings her back to life. Cass is like, that's my girl. He takes her away from everyone into a little garden that's secluded in a private residence. Should they have I hot even- sex. Okay, I was going to say, should I even say more? And Hilda's like, they had so- hot sex. Yes, they did. And again, Jennifer, girl, where do you get this inspo from? Because that, bon appetit. Amazing. 10 out of 10. So after that, Poppy is like, okay, I guess now we have to go meet your mom. And Cass is like, no, let's go enjoy the city. Why? There's always tomorrow. Let's go enjoy the city. They walk around. She gets to know the city, the people of Atlantia. She's having a great time. They end up on a beach and the wolven. Wait, wait, hold on. I do want to talk about this one thing. One of the things that keeps like coming up all the time is that you know, we know that Nikdos, he's the king of the gods or whatever, the ruler of the cards. But then he has a consort. And so you never know the consort's name. That's true. Um. And there's never pictures of his children. Right. Because they do, while they're touring the city. They go to a museum. They go to a museum. And that is also explained right before they went to the museum. Kieran had explained to her that how Niktos had given the woven mortal form. And he didn't do it as a, you have to become a mortal form to become the woven to protect my children's, which is the deities and eventually the Atlanteans, I want it to be a partnership. So they've been along, been around longer than the Atlanteans because they were there to protect the gods. Not every wolf in the Keo tribe or the pack took the partnership that he was offering. Only a, like a few of them. So those are the people who became the woven. That was the new bloodline that was created from Miktos. The reason why that's important is because in some of the statues, there's a wolf present beside Niktos because it shows that he was able to transform into a wolf in order to speak unite to the them, groups, right? To unite <clears throat> the people. And then if it's the wolven is behind or something like that, it represents the partnership that was created or something like that. It might be reversed, but that's basically the gist of it. And then you never see Niktos's face or the consort's face, and then you never see his children. And they're actually, we come to find out that the children are represented as cave cats. Mm-hmm. in the pictures so that's right. an important point that when we're talking about later i'm glad we'll you brought that up it. because i completely forgot about that tid- tidbit and i feel like that's gonna be really important when we get into the next book that's about and to as poppy saw it she's like oh my god that's so weird i saw one in the castle when i was growing up and they were like that's impossible they're like basically yeah. extinct and she's mm-hmm. like well i saw what i saw and they're like okay poppy you you probably saw something else and assumed it was that. Just great plot point setting up, J.A. It all pieces together. All comes um, together. They continue on their day. They head to the beach. The Wolven are like, hey, do you want to come to this 
I think it's a wedding festivities. So the guards that have been following around leave because they're not welcome there. It's strictly Wolven and whoever invited, which is Poppy, because they think she is the queen, and Castile. I'm mentioning this because I think it's important for one of my argument statements. <laughs> I, I'm also glad. I'm, like, I'm glad we're talking about like, oh, you know, the consort and this symbolism and you've always had the power. But this is the real plot point that we need to set up because this is going to be – I feel like it's not even debatable. So Castile cannot partake in majority of the festivities because everyone's – it's basically a bonfire. People are dancing, having a good time. Eventually, the people dancing on the bonfire kind of like separate and some people go do adult activities and tents. And Poppy makes – realizes that Kieran has wandered off with this girl and she's good for giving him – Good for Kieran. Right? Homeboy needed to get some eventually after witnessing Poppy and Castile do it so many times. But he gets serviced by this girl, and Poppy's just staring. <laughs> and, okay, so awkward. I'm sorry. They make direct Serviced. eye contact. <laughs> Service is such a great word. <laughs> it's like the best PG way I can say this. Like the adults will know what I mean. But do we need to be PG? We just we, said like, who's listening to? <laughs> whose children are listening? Pretty sure to we this. dropped at least four f bombs so far. So. Why Why is this what we censor ourselves on? Okay. Well, in that case, service, when I say service, I mean he's getting a blowjob by this girl named Lyra. Poppy. Like, is her name even relevant? I don't even know. Lyra. 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 No, I, I definitely say Lyra. I definitely <laughs> I also say Lyra, like, but okay. I feel like it's my obligation to give you options on all the name pronunciations and see which one sticks. Well, you oh. know, just between me and Caitlin, we're probably saying it wrong. Like, I'm saying it opposite of her. Anyhow. On how, we're bo- how bougie are we today? <laughs> you get me in a fancy it's- mood and I'll call LaCroix a LaCroix. So, you know. <laughs> okay, Miss Tarjay, calm down now. <laughs> oh, I will never Tarjay, but okay. Back to the main <laughs> point at hand, which is our boy Kieran. So he is getting a blowjob by this girl. And looks Poppy. up and makes direct eye contact. With no, Poppy. He, he doesn't right? make eye contact with Poppy. I no, she's just being did. a boyer. She's just watching. Oh, but she's Kieran watching. knows. Kieran knows what she's behind doing. her because they're sitting on the sand. And he's like, Poppy. And she's like, mm-hmm. And so they're watching this act unfold. And he's like, have you read about this in Miss Collins' book or something like that? Oh, another callback to Miss Willa Collins' diary. Uh, Love the diary. And I guess at some point- The Karma Sutra of this world. While they're watching, a guy gets brought into a tent. So he's having a foursome. And then Castile's like, did you read about that? And she goes, yeah, but it sounds painful. And he's like, well, if you know how to do it right, that it, it's not. So then she's like, have you done this before? And he's like, I have. And she's like, would you want to do it? And she goes- I want to do everything with you, but you are enough for me. I feel like you're editorializing a little bit, but the gist of that is correct. Am I? Anyhow, so the point what we're going to get to is that Poppy's felt brave enough to take Cass over into like a secluded area and also service him. But I will say we have to mention the fact that she was really – studying what Kieran's doing, really taking interest in what that man is doing. And Kieran, we, it should be noted that the three of them are like a, a, I don't know, it's like a threesome, but not a threesome at this point because they anywhere basically 
Castile goes, you'll have Kieran as his backup and his woven bonded, correct? Bonded woven. They were, yeah, but they're not was anymore. His. But they broke it when Poppy came to the picture. That's correct. Well, well because Poppy, because Poppy, because Her powers Poppy, they, bonded everyone. Yeah, because they figure that Poppy has the blood <clears throat> of the gods somehow. They still don't know how. Um, that automatically makes her the queen of Atlantia. I'll tell you how it makes it. Because the original partnership that Nikdos presented to the Keo Wolves to make them woven, to give them mortal form, was initially to protect the deities, which is the children of the gods. And so by her having the blood of the gods, that makes her immediately the one that they should be protecting over the Atlanteans. Because after the deities were killed out by Malik, they had no one else to protect, so they started protecting the land, the children of Atlantia. Mm-hmm. So that's why when she people realized that she had God's blood that in that temple, I think that was the moment where it all finalized and her cry for help triggered the warning to the wolves. So they responded to her like they all felt it. Right. Little tangent there. Little tangent, but well needed. And it's setting up again the plot point, which we're going to get into a debate later on about how the three of them officially become the three of them. I think they've been the three of them. We'll see. So Kieran at this point has been bonded to both of them at some point. So he's still best friends with Cass. He, you know, has grown to love Poppy. They have a very good relationship in my Poppy's opinion. Poppy's got a lot of questions for him. And he he's always asking questions. He always answers them. I will and say that like, as as a reader, just a quick tangent on the side notes on her questions. Sometimes it is a little repetitive because it furthers the plot point. Like it explains something that I was unclear about. He's like, I have a question. Why would a revenant be able to do this? He's like, well, good question. And then they explain it further. So sometimes I feel like it's maybe a little, like a little cheat in the plot telling story. But I appreciate it. I think that happened because- a lot in the second book because that's where we were learning a lot about Atlantia and the bloodlines. And it was because she kept asking so many questions and they're like, oh, fine. And they would tell but her. But it so. needed to be explained because right. there's no way I would have gotten there on my own if they didn't dumb it down in like conversational way. Right, right, right. Important, but also like, okay. Thanks to Poppy, now, we now know a lot more about Atlantia. So that happens. The next day, Kieran goes back to the, well, that night, Kieran travels back with them to his house. What happens? I remember Probably. at some point- he calls her out on the fact that she was watching him and she was like, he knew. Hmm. And she's like, actually, I'm not disturbed. And he goes, interesting. I was like, ooh. So you're Very, okay with this. I think our girl Poppy, she's got red hair, but I think she probably turned like four shades of red, realizing that he saw, he knew what she knew, what she saw. I mean, I would. Just kind I of, definitely I mean, would. But at that point, okay, again. The reverse has happened. Here are already the threesome sitting in their little fuck fest of a cabin. So, like, why would this be so scandalous? Also, the woven are very comfortable nude. And I think part of pack mm. activity, they're used to having orgy fest in the middle of the beach. So, for him... Yeah, it's like a Tuesday for them. It's like a Tuesday, but for her... I mean, remember, she was the maiden. She had no contact with anybody. And now she went from, like, zero to ten. Zero to hero. Right? Another zero to hero is Nikto's, like, 
King of Virgins over there. Oh boy, what were you reading? Still confused about that, but okay. <laughs> so later that day, they go to meet the queen and the king, which is Castile's parents. Valen? 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 And is it Eloana? Sure. Anyhow. Too similar. Because then, okay. Eliana, Eloana, like Malik, Malik. Like, could we have picked a different name? Well, in the book, at one point, I think Castile or Poppy might have questioned, like, isn't it a little odd that she decided to name her firstborn so close. so close to her first lover? Her first husband, think. not just a lover, her husband. Well, he, well that's true, but uh, he was a jerk. Anyhow, so they go there. The mother's shocked. She's like, I, I heard you were ascended and I didn't believe it, like that you were normal. And right, then because that was a very, very big no-no. Yes. It was against their rules that they said gods and um like Atlanteans aren't allowed to like ascend people or something like that. Yeah, because that's how you ended up with the vampire. Yeah. So that was a big no-no. And then the queen was just shocked. And then she immediately starts like going back into it with Cass and Cass basically did what Malik did. Like his lover was dying and he gave her the blood. So it's kind of one of those things where the queen's also probably feeling pretty salty about the fact that her son made the same decision that her husband did for someone that they love. So there's like a lot of fine lines there that could be adding up to why she's so pissed about the situation. But Poppy mainly shuts it down. She's like, we're not rehashing this. I'm fine. As you can see, there's absolutely no point for you to keep harassing Castile about this what is done is done so they leave the queen and poppy to have a little chit chat the queen basically is like i approve of you taking the throne i actually want you to take the throne because we're gearing up to go to war with solace like we have a like a i was gonna say a tribe they have soldiers already lined up to invade solace to start the war and the only way to stop it is basically the council has to agree not to or the king and queen have to say no. But they think the best move here is for Cass and Poppy to become king and queen and literally stop the invasion from happening. But that's not even the reason why she really wants her. She's like, if you take the crown, I don't want you to do it because you're going to try to stop this war. I want you to do it because I want you to love the people of Atlantia the way that I love it. My husband loves it and Castile loves it. And she's like, uh. Yeah, no you pressure. Know, you know no I've been pressure. attacked by your people like four times already. Yeah. Not seen a whole lot to love at this very moment in time. Right. But she has other motives. Like she wants to save her brother. She wants to save her brother-in-law. Poppy's smart. And she, she knows what's up and she knows what she's got to do. Right. So she also confirms that part of their marriage agreement initially before they fell in love was that they were going to try to save Malik. The queen is basically like, I don't know. Like, it's horrible for me to say this, but if he's not in the right state of mind, I don't know if we should keep him alive. Wait, wait. No, save Malik. Malik. Malik is. See, this is why you should name them different. I could still start with an M, but maybe just not miss one letter. Like, one letter makes a big difference here. Right. So... The queen feels horrible for saying that, but she says, I understand because I would do the same thing for my brother. If he is ascended and he's truly not himself, I would kill him on the spot. 
So the queen feels a little bit better. On the spot? I mean, are you going to do it on the spot? She was uh, gearing up to do it at the spot. They get interrupted because Kieran's sister, Vanette, Netta shows up. I'm going to go with that. It's her name, Vanetta. Vanetta. Or just call her Netta. Netta shows up and you can tell she's like out of breath. She's been traveling. She came through the mountains and she's like, your brother is here with the Ascendant. He wants to talk to you. Boom, boom, boom. Bum, bum, Cast. Bum. Poppy's like, I got to go. Sorry, deuces. I'm out. The queen's like, no, you have to stay. I want you to meet the people of Atlanta. You have to make a decision if you're going to be king and queen literally in like a few minutes, like a few days. And she says, fuck that. I'm out. I got to go talk to my brother. He's more important than your people. Bye. She goes and meets her brother. He is actually ascended, but he's still himself. And she realizes this, but she was get, like preparing herself to stab him and end him right there. She decides not to before she gives him a hug because she doesn't want it to be like an, an like a, the act that starts the war. Right. Well, and the during hug was their- a, a scary moment because everyone was like, is he going to hug her or is he going to kill her and murder her in this embrace? And Cass also was like, is she going to kill him? Because that was what she always Who's said. Is she, if she, he's ascended, she was going to say bye-bye. In the middle of their hug, when he's far enough away from the guards, he whispers in her ear, go find Niktos's guards. And she's like immediately realizing my brother's still in there and he's trying to look out for me. So they separate. He goes back to the kingdom, to their castle. She's like, all right, we got to go. We got to go back, reconvene. We got to figure out how to get into Isilium to wake up Niktos because I need his guards. That sounds about right. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Right, because the guards are the only thing that can say that can take down the queen. Or right. the revenants. Oh. So at the time, her brother was warning her that, you know, we have all these people who are ready to fight for Solus, and we have something even worse than the Ascended, who are like the vampires that drink the blood. So she's like, yeah, okay, sure. When she tells him, he tells her to go find the guards, they realize it might be something more. But they're also wondering... Is he trying to set me up? Is he trying to get me to walk into Acilium? Acilium. (laughs) 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 To get killed by the gods himself for trying to wake up the, not only a god, the god of gods, the ruler of gods. So they're all trying to figure that out. She's like, no, I know my brother. We're doing this. We're going to go find the guards. They travel into Acilium. They wake Nitos up. That is where he tells her, you always have the power in you. And she's the only one that can enter the temple because she has his blood in her. Meanwhile, her little group, they're outside the temple. They're waiting with Nectus, who is the draken. But he's in his draken form. So basically, imagine a huge dragon that can turn into a mortal. So she's like, oh, okay. With that in mind... Oh, he also says, oh my God, you're so much like her. So we're assuming he's referencing that Poppy is very much alike his consort. Who we still don't know anything about. So we're like, okay, she must be the girl that Poppy's been seeing throughout the series. Oh, yes. Sorry. What Ian tells her is, Poppy, listen to me. I know the truth. Wake Nikdos. Only his guards can stop the blood crown. Sorry. I just had to. I had also, it highlighted. 
I like how there was a finger wave, like, stop the presses. Stop talking. I have, very I have the quote. Because now I she have- knows, she realizes that not only has he ascended, so he knows that they've been drinking the blood of the children, that there's more going on here. And he knows almost as much as she does, maybe even more. Okay. Um, there is one thing that we haven't really talked about, um, which was the night that when Poppy was little and she got attacked and the reason for all of her scars. Fair point. Hilda, you want to recap us on that one? So essentially from the first book, Poppy constantly um, has these nightmares. And so what the nightmare is, are the, is the night that she got attacked and she, they were fleeing the capital Carcedonia with her mother, her brother, Ian and her father. And so they end up in this little town or whatever. Um, the Craven come and attack, and that's how Poppy gets injured. And so the reason that Poppy has mixed feelings on Queen Eliana is because the Queen, like, took care of her and, like, mended her mm-hmm. back. Right. And so um, as the books progress, Poppy starts having more and more memories of what happened the night that she was attacked. And so not only do we find out that Alistair was there... And we think that Alistair betrayed them because Alistair figured out who she was. But there's someone called the Dark One mm-hmm. um, who is also there. So there's also a mystery surrounding and just to point out, whoever the Dark Castile One is. was called the Dark One in the beginning. We mm-hmm. still don't know who the Dark One is. Yeah, because it's not Castile. I think I-, I don't think it is. No, no I it's think- not. It's not. Right. It's okay. Not. I was like, I don't think it is. I but think then that you, was someone it, separate, like in the times. But then recently, he, they started calling him it, and he just went with it because it already had, like, a like a reputation for it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm assuming okay, I'm not. 100%. You remember the part where he's like, "It feels like I've met you before," and I was like, "Oh no, it's because you met her as the dark one for some reason." Maybe I remember you're just that as well. It out. Yeah. That's why I'm like, uh, it's not oh confirmed. My God. Also, they said that the first maiden was killed by the Dark One. Yes. Because you kept asking, well, who was the last maiden? Who was the last maiden? Because there's, it's no knowledge that there was one maiden before her. And I think the Duchess or someone had said, we don't talk about it, but I will let you know that the Dark One killed her. We don't talk and about she did ask now. Cass and Cass was like, I have no recollection, like, like no memory of I, that. Like, He's like, I call bull. Also, it was probably around the same time that he was locked up and captured so by her. I want to know who is who was the first maiden then. There, there really wasn't. There yeah, there really was. Wasn't. There had to have been. I heard it was yeah. a lie. The first maiden was Sarah. Did they call her the maiden? So... They called her the maiden and the chosen one. Sorry, we're getting into a shadow the of the then is a dark, the dark one, is that Nikdos? So I think what, he's the, the primal of death. What I grasped from at that the, time in the book, he was the primal yeah. of death. Mm-hmm. What I grasped from the prequel was that there's a lot of obviously like parallels between Poppy and Sarah. And so like when the whole thing was happening at the beginning with Sarah, like she's getting ready for her wedding and blah blah blah. blah. Like everything that was happening to Sarah, I feel like the ascended then took and like manipulated it. And, like, mm-hmm. change the religion, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. into the form that it is now. But it was based on 
truth, which right, is that tracks. which is whatever is happening now with Poppy. So mm-hmm. maybe they consider that Sarah was the first maiden. They never call her that, like they never use her name, but like they took the legend of like the maiden and came up with their new bullshit. I guess we'll find out for sure in the next book, hopefully. How many books yeah, total is the series? The Queens I think well, the prequel is going to have three books. Oh, okay. I think. So, real just where are we in the From Blood and Ash universe? So, the prequel's got three. There's one of three out. Then, A War of Two Queens is the last book in this timeline? Or is there more? That would have no. to be our fact checker. I think there's going to be six in From Blood and Ash. What? Yeah. News to me. I think. I don't know. Okay, because it feels like we're gearing up. Like we're we're gearing. This is like we're we're battling Highburn. You know, like we're 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 there. How much more <laughs> do we have to do after this? For those of you who have not read Akatar, that is she's quoting That's my Easter egg. <laughs> we're building up. We're attacking the Death Star. What other references <laughs> can I give you? We went into Mordor. We are for the ring. <laughs> we are uh, attacking. It's nightfall at Winterfell, and they're all coming. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's ooh Winterfell. Throwback. Oh look, look, look! Armin Trout quickly turned in drafts for two sequels of a planned six books in the Blood and Ash series. Okay, so there's six books total from Blood and Ash series, which is the series we're currently recapping. There's we're also gonna- the prequel, which will have three books, I believe. Is I that believe so. What is the actual formal name of the prequel? The series, not the book. I know the first book is A Shadow in the Ember. I think it's, a good it's question. still A Shadow in the Ember? Okay. Or no, Flesh and Fire. Is okay. the, Flesh and Fire is the series. Also okay. confusing because the second yeah, book is from that's so Blood like, and Ash wait. is a kingdom of oh, Flesh gosh, and Fire, I believe, I or something like that. Just, I mean, so the takeaway here, there's more meat left on this bone after these books <laughs> conclude. It's not the end. <laughs> Caitlin with the, what is it, colloquialism? <laughs> this is what I'm good for. I can't tell you a name. I can't pronounce it right. But gosh darn it, I can bring it back down to reality. And that's right, why so you're we're here. We're almost we at the you. end of this recap. Are we? Right? I, I don't know. I don't know. We're only at the part where she meets her brother. They go to no. LCM. No, they we, go to LCM. You talked right. about that. So she decides to leave. They're going to go meet the queen and say, because now she thinks she has the power inside her because she's realizing she's not just a deity. She's actually, what does she think she is? Who knows what she thinks I she is? I don't think, think she's that still, she's, she's a, yeah. Like she she's knows something. that Cass calls her a goddess. We, I don't think we know yet what Poppy is. I think she's assuming she's a goddess, but she doesn't actually truly believe it because she goes to meet the queen. She finds out queen Eliana it's actually, dun dun dun, Isbeth, who is Malik's lover, that started this whole vampire ascended bullshit. Right. Now, I if don't you're think like we me, talked about that, and you're like, but this is a timeline I need visualized. We'll pop it up on our Instagram so you guys can see it and help make sense of the words that we're saying for all the yes. visual learners out there. So the act of ascending actually started with Malik because his Lover, his mistress, who is not the queen, Malik was not Castile's mom. Right. Malik was the king of 
Atlantia, and he was married to Castile's mom. He had plenty of mistresses, which she was fine with, until he actually fell in love with his mistress. And so she was dying. He felt it. He went to go save her and ascended her basically by draining all of her blood, replenishing her blood with his blood. And so they thought that was how the first vampire, mm-hmm. which we also call ascended in Solus, was created. So it started this entire nonsense. And this whole war between the two kingdoms. Yes. Blah, 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 blah. Because after she was ascended, the other gods were like, oh, I can ascend more mortals as well. And the council of leaders in Atlantis was like, no, no, no. Time to cut this off. We need Please to don't. right the wrong. Please don't do any more of that. So there's a war that breaks out. She runs. Malik sends her off. Yeah, nobody really knows. There was a son too, I think. Yes. So he sends her off and I guess the son had stayed back with him. So she was waiting. He had promised her, go run away because you're ascended and they're going to try to kill you. I'm going to bring our son when the time is right. He never shows up. She realizes that he must be dead or something's going on. So she goes and she meets with her current husband, King Delara. Yes. 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 King Delara of the Vodina Isles. Yes. And then so the queen of fact checking because I did not remember where he was from. So she meets him and she finds out like what's going on in the current state of the war. And then she partners up with him to fight this war. They end up getting married and that's how they created the kingdom of Solus. So Poppy is meeting who she thought was Queen Ileana. Turns out it's Queen Isbeth, Malik's former lover. And then they realize she's not ascended. Yeah, and we, well, at least I like to personally call her is bitch, but I think a lot of people do too. So we're just going to call her that moving forward. So we find out is bitch is not ascended. She just has dark eyes. So people thought she was. Um, She's like, I'm not ascended because Malik was not a deity. He was a god, not only a god, he was Niktos' son. Everyone's like, what the actual fuck is happening right now? This was a little Poppy. bit of a mind-blowing part to yeah. realize and concept, like, figure out, okay, what are, what are the implications wait, wait. of what I'm reading? Wait, wait. But now and, you have to drop the bomb. And so Poppy's already stunned. She's, like, literally trying to process all this information. So Ileana is Isbech. Isbech, Malik is actually Nikitos' son. And then turns out she's also saying that is bitch is her mom. She's like, oh, I'm not your grandmother. I'm your mother. What? What? We've always questioned who Copy's parents were. That was the entire basically book two. Everyone trying to figure out who she is, where what her bloodline is. And you then know, suddenly you, we get this bomb dropped. On I made us. a Darth. I made a Star Wars reference before, but this is very Darth Vader. Luke, I am your father. <laughs> moment of this series. I think I still process it mentally. So now Poppy's assuming that okay, she has these godlike abilities. She, her mom is this bitch. Her dad is Malik, and she's like, "Fuck this! You're going down." So she, I think she tries to attack her. Yeah. She tries to unleash her power. But then and this bitch is like, Haha, little girl, don't play with fire. 
and starts like Poppy's starting to like lose her breath or something and she's literally like getting a yeah, headache. She's, like, she attacks Poppy right back, but she's basically she's starting to like kill Poppy. Kill her. So Poppy's like she can't get control of her powers. Castile, heart and soul of my like literally love him. He's like, leave her alone. He's trying to protect her, even though he's not as strong as Poppy. And so he says, I will do anything. Take me instead. Oh, also, bomb drop. The queen shows up with not only Ian, but also. Oh, my God. How could we forget that part? His brother, Malik. And he's not captured. He's not a prisoner of her. He is there willingly. And he says he's on her side. Isn't that like Munchausen syndrome where you start to feel for your captor? Stockholm syndrome. There we go. Also, so Ian's there, but when they were heading over to see the queen, they were trying to sneak into the castle. We forgot this little tidbit. And they see in a cage, a cave cat. Which again, makes sense. Transforming into a person. Right. So Poppy like, oh oh my God, like there's a creature in this like cage. She goes and I think she tries to touch it. And immediately I'm assuming he felt the jolt of power that she always people get like when she touches them and he transformed into a human form and then he immediately transforms back and she's like, we got to take him. And they're like, we don't have time to take him. We have no way to get him out right now. Like if we try to take him now, we're here. So they're trying to sneak in. Then they run into this girl who has like freakish like they run into a revenant. Yes, which we don't know what that is yet. But so it's someone that they're assuming is a guard, and they're like, oh, maybe she's like a maiden with like special skills. Well, turns out she's a revenant and can't get killed. So they lead her to the queen. We find out all those truth bombs. The queen also demonstrates what a revenant is by killing the girl that they initially encountered. While they were trying to sneak in. It was a tired shit show, you guys. Like, shit show left and right. You can't see my face, but I'm, like, slowly reliving. I'm like, oh, my God. They did do all of those things. Yes. Like, a lot happens in a very smart. Cuts off her head. The Revenant's head. But then the Revenant's body parts come back together. Was it cut off her head or just? I thought she stabbed her. I thought she cut off her head. Anyhow. So, Homegirl literally pops back up. Like, she... Was never dead. And she does look annoyed and tired, though. Yes. And I will call out that Malik had, like, when she was getting called to do the demonstration, Malik had stepped forward. Like, he actually responded, and Poppy felt like some sort of emotion coming from I him. I thought it was Ian, not Malik. No, I think it was Malik. I thought it was Ian that had the feelings for the Revenant. Mm, you can fact check it. But anyhow, one of them, one of the brothers was feeling something for the Revenant. I think it was. Mal- Obviously, we just figured that I out. I felt it more of like a he knows how painful it probably is to regrow body parts, have everything come back. Because again, I also I'm think he like that probably witnessed it so many times that I think he doesn't want to do it. Probably did it to him, which is why he's so beaten down. I was like, yeah, I'm on her side because otherwise she just keeps cutting off body parts or something's really painful. And so I think to me it was more of a, oh, please don't do this. It really hurts. I know how much that hurts. It kind of really sucks. Oh, wait. We also missed the one part where his bitch ends up killing Ian. Well, I was getting to that part. Okay. Spoiler. Yeah, spoiler. Before, while all this is happening, does Ian die 
before she gets attacked? Yeah, that's why Poppy flips out. Ah, okay. So, she's like, I think they thought they were going, okay. So, this is the part that I was, like, shocked at because Castile was trying to protect her and she was trying to protect Castile. And the queen was, like, made a motion to, like, say, end his life. And so, she's trying to cover Castile. And then he's turning around and looking at Ian and is like, oh, fuck. And then she realizes that they didn't go after Castile, her lover. She was trying to teach her a lesson and went after her brother, who's someone she also loves. So then she flips out. The queen, she tries to attack the queen. The queen attacks her back. And then Castile offers his life in exchange for her living. So he goes bye-bye. They all leave. Poppy ends out outside of the little castle that they were at. Or maybe it was an inn. It was something. It was something like that. I cottage castle something. Um, they're outside another small town. They're like right outside the rise, and so Poppy considers like killing everybody. Oh, also Tawny was there. <laughs> oh yeah, but Tawny got stabbed by Shadowstone, so Tawny got really sick. So we're assuming that, but the Queen sent Tawny with her as like a hair's good on my promise. Like I'm right. here. Like, the, we're not supposed to be at opposite ends because, remember, the queen still wants her to relinquish her queen and king titles, like, casting her to relinquish their title, be the prince and princess. So that way the queen, is bitch, can rule over the entire kingdom for both. Mm-hmm. In case we forgot to say what the main purpose of this entire situation was. No, I thought Isbeth was trying to make, she was trying to manipulate it so Poppy could be the rulers. And as Poppy has her daughter and she can control her. Well, not, Poppy, necessarily, not necessarily that Isbeth wanted to take over. Oh, I think it's, she wants to take it over. She wants Poppy to, they're still going to, I guess, rule like prince and princesses, but she wants to be queen of all of it. We can fact check that and come back to that. Um, so she wakes up, she's super pissed. They go back to the capital. She confronts Castile's mom because she realized she must have known this was Isbeth the entire time because she knew what Isbeth looked like. Looked like. Mm-hmm. Turns out Cass's mom tried to poison her, and that's why she fell ill and Malik went over there and ascended her. So Homegirl's been just running on revenge this entire time. Playing she, a long con. Yeah. Also, I don't know if we talked about this, but she was the one that captured the god Malik and hid him underneath the blood forest. What we're assuming is the blood forest, like closer to Carcedonia, captured him there so he can die so he wouldn't come back and claim vengeance on her for literally kicking him out of his kingdom. And taking over the position and marrying someone else. That was a lot. It was a lot. Well, Cass's mom finally realizes that she can't hide anymore. She admits to the truth. Poppy's still like, well, fuck you. Um, she The mom learns the truth about Malik, that he's Malik, that he's standing on the side of the other queen. So they're like, okay, he's got to go. Like, he's going to be killed. She returns to Isilium to get the guards to talk to Nitos. Nectus, who is the craven, not the craven, the draken, was like, are you sure you know what you are doing? And she's like, yes, I am Malik's son. He's like, you're not Malik's son. You're actually his twin brother's son. So that was another 
daughter 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 yes <laughs> correct sons and daughters Ugh. i'm just gonna say child there we go that works you're actually his twin brother's child and they were lured out of acelium while they were all in a deep sleep so she's like another truth bomb just dropped on her poor girl like how is she functioning so she wakes the draken she takes them back and now she's going to go con- confront the messenger that queen of solace is bitch has sent to receive the message it turns out to be the king she's like i got the perfect message for you chops off his head sends it back with the reverend to say like this is it we're going to war is that what she basically says essentially yeah like tell her i'm coming this bitch is coming for you is bitch this bitch is coming for you is bitch new slogan that's basically how the book ends Oof. That was a long book. So there was a lot we had to cover there to really catch us up to speed because I think a lot of the things we talked about, those themes and things that kept popping up and those finer points of the truth bombs that were just like unearthed at the end of that is going to play a big part in A War of Two Queens. So, yes, Bridget's taking a long drink of water. Homegirl <laughs> had is. a lot of explaining to do. The she queen deserves of it. Bridget's I'm- the president. I just I hope whoever's listening actually can make sense of this babble that I just went through for the past hour. <laughs> yes, it was great. It was a great <laughs> recap because again, there are things that I forget. You forget about like some of the finer points that I think are going to be major points or set up bigger plots going forward. So we concluded our recap there. We kind of touched a little bit on the prequel, which we're not. Gonna, I don't think we need to dive back into. Yeah, yeah, because we've brought it up. Whenever we say Nikdos and Sierra, those are people from the prequel that you know. And if you haven't read and you don't know who we're talking about, go read the prequel. At this point, you can be in the same order as we are. The best thing that the prequel does is just it kind of explains a few more things that help make sense of what's happening. Specifically, like, what are, like, the deities versus the gods. And the only thing that is important, I think, and I know because I wrote this down, the primals and gods are forbidden from ascending mortals. They would become demis, a being with godlike power that was never meant to carry that gift. So that's probably what Isbeth is. She's a demi. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Poppy's an actual god because Nikto says, like, basically, he's telling her, like, any children that carry my blood, any children yeah. that carry the blood of a primal is a god. I guess. So yeah. you can be okay. mortal. Yeah. Have babies with a primal, your children are automatically gods, right. not godlings, yeah. which are children of gods and mortals. Yeah. They well, basically level up. Basically. Like, do something with a god or, or primal, your children are immediately leveled up in life. Well, yeah. So let's get into some predictions. Because at this point, a war of two queens has not comes out. Has not come out yet. We don't know what's going to happen. We just have some thoughts and feelings on what we think should happen. Um, So, Hilda, do you want to hit us with our first – what is your first prediction? My first prediction is that Malik is the dark one. Oh. See, I was thinking – another Malik. When I was thinking about this the other day, I was like, maybe Malik escaped and he's the dark one. But he wouldn't try to kill his niece. 
who knows? Who knows what goes oh, on in his head? It makes a lot of sense. I have not heard this prediction before, and this that's a good one. I mean, I don't have any corroborating evidence. I'm sure I could find some. I, I wish there was to. like a, a timeline for us to know exactly when he got captured from, like when he went to go save Castile from his bitch from draining well, the blood for the ascension. I kind of think it's annoying because time is all relative to them because they're like immortal. Mm-hmm. So like 50 years doesn't really mean that much. Right. So he might have already been with, like had switched off, you know, like. He was trying to save his brother and then he got captured or what everybody thought he was captured, but turns out he just switched sides. So your theory could very much add up if that was before her parents had passed away. When we say parents, we mean the people who she thought were her parents. That she thought were her parents growing up, the people who faked to be her parents. Pretending. Raisins. The people that were raising her. Okay. Wait, what other teacher uses that? She goes, tell your your raisins, I, which I really like. It's a little bit more all I do. That's cute. Not everyone has a mom and dad. I was like, I saw some people say, I'll go tell your people. Your Just people. generic. Yeah. So that's a good prediction. Okay. So that's one prediction. What else do you have for us, Hilda? I had another one that I thought was really good. Now I can't remember what it was. I do think Poppy will be pregnant by the end of this book. Oh. Well, we've got two more. I don't know how I feel about that. I think she's going to be pregnant by the end of the book. Okay. What makes you feel I, that way? Yeah. How did you jump to this conclusion? I ha- It's just, you know. Just got an inkling. inkling? Yeah. Hmm. I was going to predict that, like, Isbeth was a demi, but that's basically almost proven because of the prequel. Well, we don't know for sure. It's always nice to have the confirmation. What so else? you have those two predictions. Bridget, do you have a prediction? Oh, hold I on. I predict this joining is going to happen. Ooh, girl. You know, I think so too. Hilda, we'll go back to you real quick. Um, so I also think they're going to unearth Malik. Okay. Um, and we do end up finding Jadis. Or Jadis. We will, we will end up finding Jadis. I, I don't think, think she's dead. Jadis, by the way, is Nectus, the dragon's daughter. Mm-hmm. You meet her as a young dragon slash child the in the prequel. Right. And so they age at a different rate. So even though it seems like 100 years later between the books, she's still considered a child, like a young Yeah, she was teenager. young. She was a baby and like the way Nectus had said it. But um, so then I wonder if they're going to find, oh, this is my prediction. They, now that they know that Iris is the twin or Iris, 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 um, I think they're going to go locate him and save him from the queen. Yeah. Because we are assuming that he's the cave cat that she has locked up. I do want to know how that came about. Like, I'm in love with your brother. So I'm going to hook up with his twin. But, okay, think about, like, think about medieval Europe. How many times where it's like, okay, I have to marry this person. And then that person's betrothed died. And they're like, next in line to the throne is your brother. But they made so it seem it was something like, like that. Nectus had made it seem like he was lured out of a deep sleep. Like, they, I think his bitch went and captured his ass and brought I, him. Because why would he be in a cage right now? Yeah, and then and then and then, she would then be on top of to that, him. 
But then on top of that, she marries Jalara. So I, whatever happened there, I'm very intrigued. I want to know what's going on. Yeah. So hopefully in the next book we find out more about that situation. Oh, and I do think that – good in bed to be just grabbing up all these men out of nowhere. Right? Well, also, right? in my head, I was like, oh, if she – if he was lured out of that, I don't think he willingly got her pregnant. So mm-hmm. I was like, is this like mm-hmm. a sperm donor situation unwillingly? Well, like, It's getting weird. Is this going to get like uncomfortable to read? Potentially. I'm hoping it's like a I got you drunk and you were a willing participant at the time, or like I tricked you, thought I was someone else. Surprise! I guess we'll find out. Yeah, Uh, we'll see. So I have one lame prediction, but I do think Alistair's prediction about Atlantia being destroyed is true because I think Poppy and Castile will do something to unite. The kingdoms that's mm. valid so that's my prediction i think that that is true they're just thinking it from like a doom and gloom life as they know it will end but it will well, not end one of the things that i'm not prepared to talk about right now because i haven't done my like fact checking on it but when i was reading a shadow in the ember um they also start talking about the prophecy and so was- you get the first half of the incomplete prophecy that Alistair and Commander Jansen were talking about. And so it seems that that prophecy is actually about Sarah. So clearly Sarah and Poppy are a lot more intertwined. Makes sense. Sarah is her grandmother. And, you know, there's a lot more stuff that we're going to find out as we read the prequel series. Maybe we'll find out why Nikdos is so private why they never mentioned the consort's name. I do want to know that. Why they never mentioned his children's name and hence the shock that, you know, Malik and Iris, Iris, Iris were his sons. Um, and so, yeah. Okay. Can you imagine how much prob- like problems would have been solved if they had just said, hey, my kids are Malik and Iris. So when Malik showed up pretending to be a deity, they'd have been like, hold on. Hold on here. You're the god. You're Nikto's son. But no. You're Nikto's boy. <laughs> Look, just like your dad. Also makes sense as to why he turned his castle into like, basically look, make it look like Nikto's temple in Asylum. Asylum. Oh, that's a good point. Um, so do we still want to debate the joining... I just, okay, look, I'm anti-joining. I don't think it's necessary. I don't want it to be awkward between Poppy and Kieran. I don't and if think they have a threesome, I think it would be. So, plus, plus, I want Kieran to hook up with Tawny. I do remember thinking that as well. So, the reason why, one of the major reasons I'm pro-joining, other than the fact that I just want to see it happen, is because now Poppy... Is going to have a longer lifespan than Cass. And immediately when they found out that she was going to live longer, Kieran came basically and was like, oh, are we still talking about the joining? Because she didn't realize that now she's going to outlive Castile because it was always reversed. Like she was initially considering the joining because Cass was going to outlive her. Now roles are reversed. She's a god. She's going to have the longest lifespan 
and we want to see them together happily ever after. Mm-hmm. So maybe the joining is not that bad, but oh, I think so maybe it serves a higher purpose. Like so I think it's they, actually needed. So Cass was also specific, and he said the joining doesn't have to end up in two them having sex. It it's intimate. Have to. It doesn't have to. But if the mood, so maybe we take will you. get it, but we don't have to. But whatever. I, I think it's unnecessary. I was convinced it was happening in book two. After reading book one, I was like, oh, it's happening. I was convinced it was going to happen in book three. And then I was really convinced. Yeah, that's what it was. I was convinced it was going to happen in book three. Because I think book two, you find out more about what that is. And so I was like, okay, here we go. Book three. This is the main thing I want to happen in this book. Nope, so in book closed. three, because they're forming their friendship in book two. Book three, Kieran's a lot more touchy-feely with her throughout the entire book. Like, Cass isn't around. They're laying in bed. They're talking about the wolves and stuff like that. And he's playing with her hair, like tucking it back. And they're very like, it goes, you think it's very a friendly motion, but it, it kind of borderlines like lover motion. But I don't think Poppy in her head is registering like that. And I don't think he is either. But I think their body chemistry is just immediately like, I'm going to react in a way that I think it's friendly, but it, it could be a lot more. And when Cass tucks a piece of hair behind her ear, he comes up like a second later and untucks it. So like they're ready forming that type of relationship where they're comfortable with each other. So if there was to be a threesome, I don't think it would affect their overall relationship because they're still pretty close. I don't think that they're going to end up in a relationship together. I don't think that at all. I think it's truly like he's a woven. He understands that multiple person sexual activities happen and it's not that big of a deal and I don't think Cass is going to deny her anything she wants like if he's she's like let's have a threesome he's gonna be like fuck yeah let's have a threesome but it has to be with Kieran because he's extremely jealous when one of the other people that they travel with constantly is like anything from you my queen and he's like I'm gonna fucking punch that guy in the face and he basically wants to die by my hand so he is a jealous person, but I think the relationship that they have with Kieran is the reason that they would be able to have a threesome and survive it. Mm-hmm. See, I think Poppy's going to be like, oh, Cass is gone. He's like, I'm here. So I think I think maybe there'll maybe a, a little something forbidden before they go rescue Cass. Oh, see, that's something I don't want to happen. I, if it's happening, I want it to be with Cass. Like, I don't want that relationship I think you'll to progress have like beforehand. A- a, a hair touch that like lingers a little bit. You know what I mean? Like one of those. Because like a long linger. Like I get that happening. Yeah, just not into it, guys. Like not into it. Not feeling it. This is shocking to me, Hilda. Shocking. Just, just. I'm not in for it for her to have a relationship, like a sexual relationship with Karen without Cass. But I can see where you're kind of saying here because like he also lost Cass. Mm-hmm. It's not just her. Like, First, he, his bond to Cass is broken. Before, when he was captured, he could always feel him to know that he was, like, well and okay. The bond breaks. Now he's bonded to Poppy. He gets captured. And so he can't feel him anymore. So he's also distraught. Like, this is his best friend from growing up. His woven brother. I mean, yeah, his bonded brother. Poppy has the marriage signature on her palm. Right. But she can tell. She can be like, look, it's fine. Right. But he, even though Stop. she can say this, hey, look at my palm. <laughs> He's also probably feeling like some type of way about it. And at the end of the book, she's like, 
are you okay? And he goes, no, are you? So they're obviously going to have like a codependent relationship here, mm-hmm. like trying to get him back. But I can see where you can see it's coming as. Well, we will just have to see. Because when is this release? Next week? It's the releases week the on the 15th. Tuesday. So next Tuesday. So yes, that means we're recording on the 6th. Yes, this is yes. the sixth. This is a still the sixth. Still. We're getting close to the seventh, but it's still the sixth. Yeah, we're very close to the seventh. All right, so that was our full recap of uh, the From Blood and Ash series. Forgot which book we were talking about. It was about to stay from a War of Two Queens. Um, if you have no idea what we're talking about, first read the book. That would probably be the first place to start. But we'd love to know your thoughts on the joining. Are you pro? Are you not? Um, find us on Instagram and on TikTok at booktalkmademe underscore pod. Let us know your thoughts and feelings. And of course, always like us, review us, rate us. We want to know all your thoughts on everything. Um, and we'll see you next time when we dive into A War of Two Queens. See you later, guys. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.